Hello, 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 George. Hi, Carlos. How are you? I am good. Now that we are recording, unfortunately, we had to we had to skip a week due to some personal matters, but I'm happy to be back. Listen, I don't think it's unfortunate that we took a moment to just not have... Listen, we didn't put out content. And right. because we had to deal with the way to do it, I don't think it's unfortunate. That's but right. I really appreciate everybody like sticking with us and joining us again. Yeah. We good and we ready. Yeah, we're good. We're ready. We, I don't know what your count is on my end. I know we have at least about 11 people that are following along with us. And um, so, yeah. Yeah. So I got, yeah, I got messages and everything like, Hey, what's going on? You know, like uh, no, no episode this week. And I was like, Oh, I didn't realize people were paying attention. And when I looked, um, yeah, we had, we had, you know, quite a few downloads in the last seven days. So, um, yeah. I hope they had a chance to catch up because we definitely like didn't start with a big bang or big like fanfare. We just kind of dove in. So maybe it gave people a week to catch up. If you, that was one of you. Great. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm chapter three, a new earth. Uh, it's the core of the ego. Yes. This is where, yeah, this is where the mind starts to get blown. You're absolutely right. Yes. Um, and for those of you that are listening, George just did this motion with his hand towards his head, like mind blowing yes. type of thing. Um, <laughs> so I, I, this is where we get to the core of the ego and we, we've kind of, it's hard to, it's hard to go through the last two episodes without kind of jumping ahead. So there's some things that, that we have mentioned already. And, uh, we, we talked about the voice in the head and the, and that's, um, it's the, the incessant stream of involuntary and compulsive thinking uh, that leads to the emotions that, that accompany it. So, you know, we describe them as being, you know, possessed by our minds, you know, so like we, it takes over. Uh, so the voice in the head can have, again, it's involuntary and compulsive. It can create uh, impulsive and compulsive thinking. Um, and then the emotions that attach to that can be, stress, anxiety, anger, irritability. It could affect your self-esteem depending on what you're, what you're comparing yourself to, who you're comparing yourself to. And the ego can sometimes create your ideal self, but you don't feel like you're anywhere near your ideal self. So self-esteem gets affected and things like that. So, um, so the, it really starts, it really starts going into I, I don't know if to use the word problematic. I'm going to use it just for lack of another term, but, but um, how problematic the ego can be. And, um, and yeah, and the first thing that, that, called, that pops out at me in this chapter is the, the word, and, and I think that um, what, everything we're going through now, um, a lot of people can relate. And, and the first thing that pops it up to me is the complaining part. When it says complaining is one of the ego's favorite strategies for strengthening itself. And so the, the concept that every time we complain, we're feeding, we're feeding the ego. The ego grows, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, is that how you interpreted that part? Yeah. Um, I, the, yes, I, 
I guess the question I have for you is how do you balance the need to like vent your feelings, right? Like, because there is, I mean, it's kind of like a softball question because I kind of know the answer to it, but I know, I'm curious to know like what your thoughts are you know, when you feel the need to, like, you know, to let it out, to vent, to, like, just get that stuff out, it is complaining. Um, is, there, is there any benefit to that? Or are we just feeding our own egos and getting caught up in, um, in, that, in that egoic behavior? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I love that question because as, as somebody who focuses on human behavior, right, this is where, okay, so... I don't think that complaining itself is a negative thing. I don't think venting is a negative thing. As a matter of fact, I think it's very necessary. What this book is about is, is you gaining the ability to know the difference, is to differentiate, is to know when it's ego-based and when it's not. You know, like what is a healthy balance and you knowing that. It, a lot of this book is not about being perfect because we're imperfect. And we all have issues and we all have bad days. And this isn't a book about, oh, never complain again. It's a book about when you're complaining, being able to either connect to how it can or see how it connects to the ego and being able to detach from the ego. You know, so so I think that's really the balance that I and that's how every chapter of this book is how I approach that. It's awareness awareness i mean it's yes and his other book the power of now is literally about you know the the idea of being present right um which i haven't dug into which will be fun in a later in a later iteration but but in order to you like i get the concept of ego right I get it. Like, I understand it. I understand it. Like, I get what he says in the book. I get the way that he talks about it. With uh, To me, it, it's mind-blowing. I have created the metaphor of the little child, and that's how I look at it. Because for me, when I, um, when I look, the, when I try to apply the lessons that they teach us here in the book, um, I do it in a way that, like, it's easy for me to, like, make it work, right? And so I'm good at, like, creating these little, like, metaphors or stories. And, like, he is, the ego is a five-year-old child that wants and wants and wants and will destroy. But here's what I have discovered. My ego is not only a five-year-old child. Right. It assumes, uh, it's like a shapeshifter. It will assume any identity um, it'll sound like someone you know. It will say things to you that you've heard in song lyrics, in movies. You can like you cannot if you are in your feel. Let's say like if you're in your feelings, right? Right. Because you feel sad, or you feel mad, or both. Everything will trigger you. Any anything and everything will trigger you, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like I am, um, it, it is super humbling to me to to do this again with you. I'm so fucking glad we're doing this again because I, I like for that. 
because I felt like I knew it. And so conceptually you have the idea, but you fucking forget, dude, dude. Like I had, it was not, I had a rough weekend. Like I'm not going to fucking lie. Like it was not a fucking walk in the park. Um, like spiritually, emotionally, it was hard. Um, and I'm like, I'm going through the stuff and I'm dealing with, you know, I'm dealing with the things that are being, that are being, that I'm being handed. Um, and like making a fucking real effort to be like present and to listen and to like not react and to not and to do all the things that, that, you know, that they tell us to do here and finding that to be so like, it was a lot of work. And there were moments that I just kind of like gave in to, I just gave in and I was just like, okay, we're just going to be sad. Like I can't, I can't. <laughs> oh man. I just can't, like, it hurts too much to do anything else, and I don't know what else to do, you know, like, so, what I, and the focus for me was always not to, like, react in, in, like, any kind of, like, anger way, or with, with that in mind, like, you know what I mean, like, I guess, sure, like, we talked about this before, like, like, how do you, how do you work through sadness, and work through, like, like, depressive, like, depression vibes, right, because I don't feel like, I definitely had a pocket of depression there. I know that because I did not, I lost my appetite. I do not lose my appetite. That has right. never happened to me. And on Saturday night, I just didn't, I went to sleep without wanting to eat. Like that, but like, it, and it moved through and it like, and it was better and Sunday was better and Monday was better. Today was better. Like, and so it's not that I got stuck there because I was able to like keep moving throughout the process. Right. But you know, you want to be, you want to like, you want to be free of the bad feelings. So it's like constantly like me, like, you know, like using our totem, find the squirrel looking for the nature, like look at the trees, breathe, think of something else. Just take a breath, take a breath, feel your, feel your feet, feel your body, feel your tingling. Like the way that he says, like get to, Get back to here, back to your head. Yeah. Because all of the stuff that was making me feel sad was things that haven't happened yet. Things that had already things that had already happened that I had no control over, and things that have not yet happened. And I was and, and my mind was just being pulled in every direction. Yeah. And that was really hard to like to work and not stop. For me exercise has been as continues to be a a useful tool to move through these moments i went to work out on saturday like i was literally texting you in bed about to just decide to stay in bed the whole day Uh and i looked at the time i went on the zen planner there was a spot available for the for this for the for the gym and i was like okay you can be sad but you need to go squat yep and yeah. you're going to be a sad boy squatting. There you go. That's right. That's right. And that's, that's I mean, that's, that's perfect. You know, that's perfect because, you know, uh, motion creates emotion. You know, you need, to, you, you need to get moving. You need to be proactive. You need to, because the other option is to go in a da- downward spiral. Now, you know, and, and the ego takes us there. You know, the ego will take us there. They will feed it with, you know, so going back to like complaining, 
you know, um, and, and again, complaining is very broad. We're using this in very, you know, a very broad term, sure. but, you know, in your, in, in your case, you know, you're like, Oh, I don't feel well. I feel sad. I, you know, I feel this, I feel that, you know, and then we're, we're feeding the ego and the ego's, you know, gonna, gonna, gonna give into that. Um, yeah, like it's a stupid too, right? Because all that want, all that behavior really wants is to be recognized and acknowledged, which all that right. does is feed bad behavior to begin with. So if you're just like mm-hmm. venting, 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 complaining, 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 and I don't, dude, for truth or tell me the truth, do you do you ever feel better after just talking shit and venting? Yes, absolutely. I guess I don't. You don't. Like, talking, it's, like, like, I have fun talking shit. That's a different thing. But I mean, like, just, like, no, that's not true. I love, like, I love to feel heard. And that's what it is. That's right. And and that is ego-based right there. Yeah. Yeah. And that, so so this is the... It's not like I like venting. I just like being comforted. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, yes. And, 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 tell me more. Tell me. Oh, that's terrible. Hey, man, you know, I had a really sad moment last week when I had a death in the family who called me right away, and I needed that call. I needed that call, you know? And that's, that's you know, that's, that's the thing with it, is that we, it, we're not going to be perfect. We're not, there's no, like, oh, we're just, you know, I read this book, and now, you know, every time something bad happens, I'm going to, Detached from the ego and everything's going to be fine. No, it's 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 just being able to catch yourself, you know. So um, and and but uh, the one thing you said is uh, you said something about reacting, and uh, the chapter goes into that because one of the worst ways that the ego presents itself is when we argue with others. Oh yeah, you know, and 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 you know, and and that's. And that's something, the, the, the one thing that stuck with me the first time I read this book was this concept that non-reaction is not a weakness, but it's a strength. And, you know, I'm a guy that if, you know, that I, it, I, it may not seem like it. People who know me, they don't know the side of me, so they wouldn't imagine. But I have had issues where when people disagree with me, I feel, I feel like uh, defensive, Right. Yes. Or I feel like yes. I need to defend my point. Right. And, um, and, and something that now I'm, I've gotten throughout the years, I've gotten very good at picking my battles. So I'm very good at saying, okay, or detecting, I'm good at detecting when something means more to a person than it means to me. Yes. And that's my, that's my cue to step away. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. This means much more to them than it means to me. I'm not going to like, you know, ru- not ruin, but like, you know, kind of like have this bad moment with this person and, when, it, when we could turn it into something good, something a good time. But when I am, you know, feeling strong about something, yeah, I want my, I want to be heard. I want my point to come across and I want people to agree with me. Sure. <laughs> you know? And, um, you know, so it's, it, I, I love the whole concept of that non-reaction is which the ego will tell you is a weakness. If somebody threatens your point, if somebody disagrees with you publicly, and you feel the, 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 the knee-jerk reaction is to defend yourself and to say something back or to outsmart the person or to make the person feel, you know, stupid or whatever it may be. And learning that non-reaction is a strength and, and how he goes into saying that non-reaction is forgiveness. 
And to forgive is to overlook uh, rather than to look through, you know. And uh, Did you say that again? Where, where he says that to forgive is to overlook rather, to, rather than to look through. That's amazing. Right? It's yeah. such a concept. It, it's such a conceptual shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That if you are able to understand it, then the freedom that that can bring you. Mm-hmm. The freedom. Liberating yourself. I had a paradigm shift in thinking um, in terms of my relationship with my husband, like very recently. And it has allowed me to reframe so much of our, like, of, of a behavior that was very difficult for me for a very long time into something that, de verdad que no me rosa los huevos, like, I am, things that, without getting into too much detail, the shifted thinking and reframing that position has allowed me to just, like, release and be free of, like, all these hang-ups and, you know, like, annoyances and things that, like, Things that you hold on to that you realize have nothing to fucking do with the other person. It has everything to do with you and the little yep. big ass ego voice inside of you trying to fucking sabotage <laughs> your shit. That's right. Yep. And if you can admit admitting and admitting that, like, doesn't mean that you're like a loser, like you've lost anything, because that's all also egoic. It's just like also this is. You, you made a good point. Totality. You made a really good point about like being behavioral because there's an idea that this is something behavioral, and there's it is because when you're acting like when you're acting out of pocket and completely like irrational and and you're not present, there is that's a behavioral component. But the spiritual component of this that you can like be free of so much of these things when you just reframe them to me is I love it. I fucking love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, 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 it's a game changer. You know when when. Because it, it leads you to ask these questions like, you know, um, you get in an argument or, you, you know, disagreement with somebody, right? And then, and then, you know, some, you know and then you say, man, you know, like, uh, I, feel like, I feel like I wasn't hurt. I feel like I lost that argument or I, or that I feel like I walked away, look, you know, looking stupid. And then you ask these big questions like, stupid to who? You know, like, who, what is there to win? Where's the trophy? Who's thinking about this right now? Like, who's out thinking about this argument right now? Like, it, why am I giving it so much importance when really, in, in it, from an existential standpoint, it's not important? And, and I'm giving it energy, you know? And, uh, and that's the stuff that, you know, that really becomes powerful, you know? You know where this is very difficult, I think, for a lot of, like, for a lot of guys and probably for a lot of like macho, like straight guys is Mm -hmm. there are notions of masculinity and being male that are very firm and very clearly egoic. Right. Right. Um, Like, like pride or like honor and things like that, that you're like, if you, if someone steps to you or disrespects you and you don't say anything or do anything, and you're soft. Right. 
And um, it's going to be, that's a really hard cultural, like fucking wiring brain thing that you've done. I think anybody who picks up this book and is willing to go through it, um, and by the end, and, and is willing to like open up their mind, will is in a different place, you know, obviously. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Because, you know, those guys that, the guys that you're describing, what they, 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 they haven't made a connection that ego implies unawareness, which is something that yeah, Eckhart mentioned in this chapter. They're stuck in getting their, like, their satisfaction with the things and the things that they acquire. And right. We know that, and like, clearly, like, we know that all that shit, like, doesn't fucking fill the hole. It doesn't. It doesn't. And, and because we're aware and here and like and Eckhart says, awareness and ego cannot coexist. They, no. It's, awareness and ego cannot co- coexist. It's like if you're aware, then you're automatically, you know, setting the ego aside, you know, and uh, and this isn't in the book. But one of my favorite things to say is, is, you know, um, ego is edging good out. You know, I always I, I, you know, I use that very frequently. You know, so, um, and, and yeah, and you need a, a certain level of awareness um, in order to, to apply that. And, and I think that, it, you know, in, in that uh, realm with the, the examples you use, you know, men of a certain age who really connect the ego to achievement of material things, achievement of status, achievement of income, um, you know, they're, 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 they've set aside the awareness of how it affects them emotionally. Right. And, and, and the ego just takes over. And and so it's really, it's really interesting when I have a patient who says, you know, when, when I'm an entrepreneur and when business is going good, my sex drive is up. When business is going bad, my sex drive is low. And it's like, okay, that is an unhealthy connection, right? Because that means that, it, if we get a little bit psychoanalytic here, a little Freudian, if you will, you know, it's okay. So you associate, you know, you, uh, income with being more of a man. Yeah. Virility, you know, right, right, right. right. And, and, and that, and it's a direct connection. So you're not aware exactly. <laughs> you're not aware. You're, you're unaware of, of how the ego it has taken over, you know? Um, so uh, it's, it's, you know, that part is, is fascinating. I, I, another, my second favorite thing of this chapter is, is a lot of the talk of forgiveness, the talk of forgiveness, because I was a person and I, and I'm not happy to say it really doesn't make a difference, but I, I, for a while now, I have been very good at forgiving and, 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 and what Eckhart tells us in this chapter is forgiveness happens naturally. You know, when you see that, that it has no purpose other than to strengthen a false sense of self. Yeah. Right. To keep the ego in place. Right. So when you get through this chapter, you start thinking about how it benefits you to forgive your enemies. You know, how it well, helps. It's always been said that, or at least I've, I've, I've definitely heard it been said. Let me edit that. I have heard it said that forgiveness isn't for the other person. It's for you. You forgive someone yeah. to be free of the entanglement, of the, of the, of the conflict. 
and you forgive correct. Them, let it fucking go. Eight times out of ten, if you haven't forgiven or whatever needs to be forgiven, the person you're forgiving forgot about it a long time ago. They're not even aware that you're carrying around the resentment. So that's why, yeah, forgiveness is more for the person doing the forgiving rather than, you know, doing the other per person that harmed you, doing them a favor. Because eight times out of ten, say, hey, by the way, you know, I've been holding this grudge. I, I felt resentment toward you because of this one time you said this and I felt offended and da, da, da. And the person's going to go, oh, I, I don't even remember that. And that person's like, what the fuck? I've been holding on to this for 10 fucking years. And you know what I mean? And worse. the person's like, sorry? <laughs> and the fight gets worse. Oh, and not only yeah, did yeah, you exactly. fuck me wrong, but you didn't remember fucking me wrong? Oh, no. <laughs> fuck me twice. We're done. Exactly. And it's like, wait, exactly. hold on. I just invited you to Thanksgiving. Like, you're my best man at my wedding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, it's uh, it's it, it's it. What I, what how my behavior changed after reading this chapter, not only the first time around, but this time around again. I'm I'm having a very similar experience, where I am, you know, I'm 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 seeing people's behavior and I'm venting about it. I'm complaining. I'm feeding the ego, but I'm getting, it's the duration of that is getting shorter. So I'm getting better at catching myself and say, wait a minute, let me not be so judgmental on this person or let me not assume that they mean, you know, that they have any ill will or malice. Right. Let me let me, you know, let me give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, because um, you can still not like somebody sure. and, have it, and, and, and it have nothing to do with, you know, because you because 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 they beat you at something or they have a better car than you or they. Just like we, this is not right, you know. Yeah, or people can, yeah, you know. But you can, you can, if you set the ego aside, then you can rid yourself of that any type of feelings associated with that. You can move on with your own life. That's such the a, ego takes everything personally. Set it aside because that is a, we use. It's a commonly used. It's a commonly used phrase. Set your ego aside, but. I mean, the, the, how does that manifest for you? Oh, okay. So basically for me, I, I, I love asking myself my favorite self-talk question. Mm. Whenever, I'm, whenever I'm applying self-talk, my favorite self-talk question is, how does this serve me right now? How does this thought serve me right now? Or another way of asking is, how is me feeling a certain way about it or stressing about it going to change anything. Um, and those are like my go-to um, because the ego takes everything personally. And, and I know that. So I know that if I'm taking something personal, then I'm like, okay, there's the ego. There it is. I just detected it. This is not good because the trigger, whoever or whatever is triggering me has no idea that they're triggering me and I'm owning all the emotion and it's draining me. And one thing that I've gotten okay with in the last two or three years is acknowledging that I have an emotional gas tank and the gas, and it's a certain amount that, of fuel that can go in there. 
and therefore I can't own every emotion. I can't react in every, to every situation. I can't take everything personal. You know, I have to be very, very careful with what I give energy to and what I pick and choose. You know, George, if you tell me, Carlos, I'm upset with you because you said this the other day and, and, it, and it really offended me, I'm going to own that because you mean a lot to me. But if somebody says, you know, something like, hey, Carlos, you suck at this, and I've never met you before, I'm going to be like, cool, bro. Like, you run with that and take that home with you because I don't know you and I'm not going to own what you're saying because, you know, how can you make yeah, that determination? Because, I mean, ultimately, the thoughts of other, you know, other people's opinions of you are none of your business. Right, right. And that's an example of setting your ego aside. If you can live that, not only say it, but if you can live that, then, then, then that's a huge move right there because you're not owning it. You're not feeling a certain way about it. You're just like, cool. You know, like, you know, I, everyone's entitled to their opinion. I just don't have to honor your opinion, you know, and, and, but you can think whatever you want about me, you know what I mean? So I just don't own it. I just set it aside. I go, that's what you think of me is none of my business and you pick and choose. You got to be very picky. Also, this is not like one size fits all because we can't right. say that to like our spouses. We can't. And why is that? Because it does matter. What they think of us matters. I th- there's a part of it that that does. Through, Applying this to the, the, the concept of a relationship of marriage, right, and the ego right. that people bring into that, especially when there's been hurt, um, is, is, gets mu- it gets very muddy. Mm-hmm. It's really, really muddy because feelings are, you know, feelings are feelings, feelings, and everybody's, like, ego and crazy, and everyone, it's, like, nuts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I don't know where I was going with this, but you had, was it, we... Okay, cool that you think that about me, but that's none of my business. But if like your your spouse tells you something that they feel about you, even though it's not, you could you. I guess it's more like a, like can, you can, I being able to identify when someone is coming at you with like their own egos and like all hurt and stuff, and being able to identify that at the moment and not get stuck into a battle of ego. Right. Because I mean, that, that is, I mean, in relationships, that's the toughest part because if, and, and so this is a great segue into, into the grievance part when he starts talking about a grievance, right? Yeah. It's so, you know, he says the past has no power to stop you from being present now. Right. Only your grievance about the past can do that. Right. Read it again. Read it again. Okay. Okay. Uh, so hold on. I'm looking at my notes here. The past has no power to stop you from being present now. Only your grievance about the past can do that. And what is the grievance? It's the baggage of old thought and emotions. So if, if my spouse says something about me, you know, if I can set my ego aside, then I'm going to say, I'm going to take it as a grievance and I'm going to say, what, you know, let's dig a little bit 
let's be present now, but let's dig a little bit into, into the past. How did this develop? As opposed to the ego and saying, that's not true. I'm not like that. Oh, well, yeah, I might do that, but you do that too. You know, and you do this, this, and that. And oh, like, no, what about you? And what about you? And what about you? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and instead, oh, you think you're, you yeah. it, and if you can set the ego aside and you can acknowledge that as a grievance and say, okay, well, I can't fix the past. But we can talk about the past as, as far as like how it, this grievance developed. And I'd like to know more about that. So I can, I'm present now and, and I, can, I can create change as opposed to getting defensive about it. You know, and the ego allows you know, us to, to overlook certain things, right? It allows us for forgiveness, not only forgiving others, but forgiving ourselves. And, and if you're good at that, then you'd be, if you're, you know, if you're good at acknowledging what you've done wrong or what you feel you can do better, then you'll do a good job in forgiving maybe what you've done in the past, but not let it dictate your present. Um, and, and, and so the whole grievance talk is very, you know, it's, I it's love that whole part. I, I we it on an individual base. We talk about it as relationships. I love it when it talk when you when it how the book talks about it as um, as it being like a global issue. And you see this. We've seen we're seeing this now. Yeah, with two sides just like just being t- tearing each other apart, and and I, the collective ego. I love how it talks about that concept too. How, yeah. you know, a group of people are just hurt and harmed by another group of people. And so this group yeah. will never that group because... That's right. How could I forget about that part? That's so, so powerful, yeah. It's so huge yeah. because the... And if you're an individual who identifies with the collective ego, then it's just like double whammy because you're, it's like, these is, this, is the, this is the hurt and pain and grievance and baggage that has been done to me gen- by my generationally, like when you think of like systemic racism in this country, like that yeah. idea is like hideous and insidious and, and it definitely can like, it is not, it's, it's true and it's, it's, a, it's terrible. Um, and yet people, I guess like that's how the difference between people who get stuck and people who are able to thrive, like being able to manage through a shitty situation by continuing to move through it. It's a very stuck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he even, he even, when he talks about the collective dysfunction, he refers to it as insanity. It is insane. Mob mentality yeah. is insane. People stop thinking yeah. for themselves and they just start listening to the, the loudest person in the room and they're like, yeah. That's right. That's right. And they don't even know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, without having to get into detail on either side, whatever side of things you're on, you see it. It's so evident. It's so evident. Um, you know, and, and that's, and what sucks about the, 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 the thing that really, that, that hits me hard when in, in relation to all the, the things that the ego causes is this concept that the ego, um, it, uh, about the ego that's when he says, whatever you fight, you strengthen. And what you resist persists. And 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 when we're in the, uh, focusing on our ego, we tend to do that, and we fail to realize that if you're fighting something, you're actually strengthening it. 
if you're trying to resist something, it's going to persist. Um, and, and I don't know, I, I like those kind of things, just those kind of one-liners just, they, they hit me hard, you know, they, they, they hit me so hard. Um, yeah. When I think of, when I think of my hangups, cause I got a shit ton of hangups that I've held on to as being like, well, that's just who I am. Right. That. I don't have to. I don't have to. And some of it is a little faking it till I make it because it is uncomfortable to move through some things that you've been so used to holding on to. Right. It's hard. It's yeah. super hard not to be pee shy. <laughs> to be pee shy? Yeah, dude, pee shy is a thing. When, that's like when you, you can't pee in public? Yeah, when you're like, I, like let's, say that, let's say that we're at the gym and we like, mm. I'm at the bathroom using, tr- attempting to use the urinal and someone posts up next to me, the pee shut, pee-pee shuts down, everything. Oh, goes, yeah, I've heard of this. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's say that I'm even in the, if I'm in the stall and someone comes in, whatever's happening. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. And I just refuse to shut out. I'm like, yeah, completely. And it's it's horrible because you will have to pee. You just it is a block like you cannot, and that's a hang up. Right. And it's like, why am I doing this to myself? Yeah, yeah. And and the thing is, it's probably why do I care who's in here? Why does it matter? Right. Well, I mean, you know that. So th- that yes. So is the ego involved there? Yeah, of course, because. Yeah, I don't want people to think I have smelly farts. I don't want people to... Right, right, right. You know, not to think. that You don't want them to know. Not to think. <laughs> you, you, know, you don't want them to know, you know? And, 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 and of course, that's related like, to I... ego, but that's also about the private self, too. A lot of people are, are they, they, really, they really appreciate and value their private selves. But isn't that yeah, learned dude. behavior? It, it, yeah, I mean, it's learned behavior. I believe that it's a combination of things. I, I never like to just nail it on one thing. I think, yeah, some of it is learned behavior, you know, um, and, and, and some of it is just a personality thing. Some of it, Look, some people just like their private selves. I have an, exa- I have an example. If you are a, a person that, who grows up in a family who instills value in appropriateness and decorum and awards it, then of course, this is something that you have. If you, grow, if you don't grow up with that, then right. you don't have, you don't give no fucks. Right. Or the fucks that you give are different, in other words. Yeah, it, or, or you don't think much of it to begin with, you know, like, you know, if, if, if yeah, oh my gosh, my kids will kill me. But sometimes like, you know, we're in the car and, you know, in the back seat, I hear, hey, uh, you might want to lower the window. You know, and we're like, oh, man, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, like that's like a, that behavior that in the future, it's not like they're going to go around dropping bombs everywhere. But, but you know, like they, they will feel more comfortable in setting like a gym bathroom or something like that. I mean, it's just there's a freedom to be able to relieve yourself. Yeah. Without having to worry about someone judging you for it. Right. I, I treated I treated a, a child, eleven year old, with Asperger's, um, and the, the his presenting problem was that the teachers 
and his classmates were getting annoyed because he would burp and fart in class. And, 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 and if you're, you know, I'm not going to get into the details of Asperger's. You can research that on your own if you're interested, but, but it's, you know, he's definitely on the spectrum and, and he, and he, and, and I'm like, so, you know, why do you, you know, what makes you want to do this? He goes, I don't have to explain this to anybody. I go, the body's asking me to do something. If I don't do what my body asks me to do, I can harm it. I can end up harming myself. It causes digestive issues. It causes, you know, uh, irritable bowel syndrome. It causes, you know, colon cancer. It causes all these things, you know. And so, no, I'm not going to resist what my body's telling me. If I have to burp, I have to burp. If I have to pass gas, I have to pass gas. Everybody should be doing it because you can't go against what your body's asking you to do. Amen. And I was like, all right, the sessions are over. <laughs> I was like, you're, <laughs> you're smarter than everyone else. You're <laughs> so, not wrong. You know, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's not, he's not wrong. Not on that, so, at least. Not, well, right. Not on that. And, and so, but what somebody with Asperger's is not going to struggle with ego, you know? So, you know, so it's very, it's very interesting because that's not something like embarrassment. Like, what do you mean? Embarrassed of what? I'm not going to be embarrassed. What, what's embarrassed mean? What does that even feel like? I don't even know what that is. Yeah. What is world. shame? What is? Yeah, yeah. What is shame? Yeah. What is shame? What is, you know, it's like, uh, you know, yeah, you know, like it's it's just our private selves. Some some of us just really value our private selves, and other people were raised that way. Like you know, hey, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna do number two, you got to do it at your own house, nowhere else. And it's like, oh crap, like like okay, so what happens if I'm like at a public place and I really gotta go? You know, and there's families that are like, you hold it, you hold it till you get home. And you're like, yes. Oh, uh, okay. And yeah, you know, so, um, but anyway, so <laughs> I like that example because it's very relevant. <laughs> I like it. It happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. Especially the gym, the, the bathroom in our gym is so intimate. <laughs> it's, it's neurotic it's you know what i have found i, I have found it really so i have I, there's always for me there's always a workaround and i always try to find the workaround because if you can't i can listen i could sit at a i could just sit at a urinal with having to pee and wait for someone to come there and like try to like prove but it's not gonna happen things that happen like if i wear noise canceling earphones with music playing and i can't hear anything that's going on around me I'm like, I'm not aware of what's going on around me because I'm not in my head. I'm just listening to music, letting the peak go up. It, just, it comes right out. Right. Incredible. Incredible, man. Yeah. Some people, you know, and so for you, what do you think? You think that was more upbringing or personality? I believe it's, uh, I believe that a, a lot, a lot, a lot of my hangups are because of the way that I was raised. Mm. Okay. So is there any way of undoing that at 41 years old? I'm listen, dude, I'm fucking trying. I'm really like, I've made, um, I'm, um, I'm trying more now than ever before. I've done. So when, um, go ahead. No, when I see you go to the bathroom at the gym, I'm just going to follow you in and be like, all right, dude, it's time. Let's go. Go pee. I'll be like, I really (laughs) hope I have to take a really gross poop in that moment. And I'm going to let you have it. Just to show you how not in my fucking ego I am. Like, and I'm going to go. Take that. Ego poops. Shitting for time. Hell yeah. 
So, so I, um, <laughs> I love it. So the, 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 the one thing that, um, and I think that just a couple more points here of, of at least from my end on my notes here is, um, I really appreciated when he talks about, um, with presence and being present. So only presence can, can free your, can free you of the ego and you can only be present now, not yesterday or tomorrow. Only presence can undo the past in you and thus transform your state of consciousness. And man, that is something that is very, it's, for me, it's very difficult. I love living in the past and I love living in the future. So it's every day, is, it, it, I have to make a conscious effort to be present and fully engaged in what I'm doing. Now, what I have realized, and I got to give Eckhart Tolle some credit, well, all the credit to everything we've said, but even more so is it, it's so true. The days that I do focus on it, the days that I am very present, I, it's almost like I feel there's no room for the ego. It's a weird, it's a weird experience for me. Like I can feel like there's no room for it. Like I could, it's, it seems so real to me. Like I, I could, it's like I feel like the, 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 the ego just, if, if it were a ball, it's like crumbling the more present and fully engaged I am in what I'm doing. Um, and, and, and it's amazing. It, to me, it's amazing because I don't do it every day. I don't succeed every day. Um, and, you know, like, like when you called me after my, you know, when, after my uncle passed away, you know, um, I, I went into this whole thing about the past. Like, why, you know, why did my parents have to bring me here at one, one year old, as a one year old? Why did I have to grow up so far away from all of my family? Like, how is it that you can grow up away from your family and still love them so much and feel so sad about the loss, but you only hung out with them, you know, a number of times throughout your life, but, you know, and the frustration and everything was in the past, 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 like why? And not appreciating all the beautiful things that have come from me living in Miami and growing up in Miami and everything I have now. And, you know, and, and, um, and, and, so the next thing, you know, I, I, I mourned, I grieved, and the next day I was more like, okay, but if I live in the present, you know, and, and I'm just thinking, you know, he lived a good life. Um, you know, he's exactly where he needs to be. You know, things are exactly how they're supposed to happen. Everything is in order. Every, you know, and, and as I lived that, then, yeah, things that, that where the ego would negatively affect me start to diminish. So anyway, that's something that I found beneficial. There's something about I there's something about those when you're feeling that sadness that I liken to like a very to rainstorms. Um and that some most of the times they come out they kinda of, they feel like they come out of nowhere. Um unless it's been raining for a really long time and at that point that's just you're just fucking depressed. But usually rain right, comes exactly. from, like, it, it, it comes from, like, you're like, oh, fuck, it's raining. Um, it varies in strength, and it varies in intensity, and it varies in duration. Yep. But it always ends. That's right. 
it get, the That's longer right. it lasts, the harder it is to deal with it because it gets really fucking annoying and all the things that come with a lot of rain. And it's, it's yeah, like flooding, like flooding of emotions, like flooding, like flooding of emotions. Way to carry the metaphor all the way through. Well done. Hey, well done. But am I right? Am I you're, right? You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But it ends. And so, like, but the thing is that when you are in that rainstorm, when you're in that stuff that, you know, a lot of times the only thing that you can really do is just, like, know that the rain's going to end. But it's still, just because you'd want it to end in that moment doesn't mean it's going to. But it will. Yeah. Um, I guess you can be sad without being egoically sad or without having the sadness be, you know, sadness sadness over loss is a real thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, I imagine, do you think I can totally get sad? I think, yeah, I think, I think so. I mean, you know, there's like the, the loss of, of someone you know, obviously there's a selfish side to it. And I think that's the egoic part, right? I lost somebody. My life is different now. Um, and, and this isn't a judgment. It, this, is, this, this isn't like about right or wrong, all right? It's, again, going back to the very beginning of our episode, it's about knowing the difference. Um, you know, so then there's like just the sadness of that's outside of yourself. Right. So the sadness that, you know, um, yeah, that there's a, a person that that's just not on this earth anymore and it is a loss, but there doesn't have to be a connection of sadness. It could be a celebration of life. Right. Rather than it being so gloom, so gloomy. Yeah. You can always reframe it. Right. Right. And without and it, you're do- able. Go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. That, go ahead. Go ahead. That if you do it, you can always reframe that. It's always a, you can always reframe the sadness to avoid the pain, that right. the the suffering because the ego is the suffering. Right, the ego is the suffering. That's it's correct. Because the, there was moments where I was sad, but then I would feel the suffering and the. And the the drama of it, right? And that is a hundred percent big old ego. That ego, big old ego. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And yeah. I was like, and I would, and it's funny because you can, I would make, I'd be there, and I'd just be like soaked in tears, just like crying, 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 crying. And then I know what it is that I'm doing, and I'm just like, stop. And all of a sudden, it's gone. Yeah. And you just kind of like, fuck, there you are again. There you are again doing something stupid. Not right. caring. Like, ups, like, the situation sucks, but, like, we don't have to suffer through it. Exactly. Exactly. That's the part yeah. that I had to keep reminding myself. And we're, just for the record, things are much better now. Good. Much, I'm much happy, better. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. You know the part that I love, love, loved? And I think it's because I have a personal connection to this. Um, but it was the part where he talks about um, the concept of truth, whether it's being relative and absolute, and how mm-hmm. the concept, how like, how here the idea that I'm right about something and you're wrong about something is egoic. But if nothing is, if nothing matters and not, no one's right or no one's wrong because that's ego behavior, 
then is there, you know, absolute truths, which is a big concept in religion, you know, that God is an absolute yeah. truth. Um, right. That's a big thing in Catholicism, you know, like there has to be absolute truth because if you don't have an absolute truth, then you don't have like a foundation of what is right and what is wrong. Right. Because society, I mean, there are things that are right and there are things that are wrong. Right. We agree with that. Absolutely. A hundred percent. But this, the, there's a, he says here, um, the certainty that, quote, I am right and you are wrong is a dangerous thing in personal relationships as well as interactions between nations and tribes and religions. But if the belief that, quote, I am right and you are wrong in the ways in which is one of the ways in the ego, ego strengthens itself by making yourself right and others who don't agree with you wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just talked about like moral relativism and how they and how a lot of contemporary Christian people believe that moral relativism is like the great evil of our time, right? Like the the notion that there's no such thing as anything bad. We can like argue anything away. Like, oh, of course, of course, that guy killed all those people. Look at how he was treated by his family. You know, like right, right. That right. idea that is so that people are like, oh. Now we're going to use the ego to defend all of this bad behavior, like, pobrecito, pobrecito, pobrecito. Um, and, or, like, the concept where, like, I guess the church teaches about, talks about the, just scripture about the truth, and the truth is, I guess, a, is, a, is a, a synonym for God mm-hmm. in that yeah. way. Um, and I guess like the behavior that has been taken by these groups and these people, um, that their truth is the most true. Right. So they're going to then kill in the name of their truth. Right. They're going to shun. They're going to do these things that are egoless. Right. In the name <laughs> of that. It just goes so so in the face of, of everything that seems to be the love that you want to receive. Yeah. Um, I just, it, it, it really sticks out about, it really just stands, stands, stands out about, stands oh, out. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. And, yep, you won't find absolute yeah. truth if you look for it where it cannot be found. If you want, like, you will not find absolute truth if you look for it where it cannot be found in doctrines, ideologies, rules, or stories, because those are, what do they all have in common? They are made up thought, thought that can best point, that can best point to the truth, but is never the truth. Right. That is why Buddhists say finger pointing to the moon is not the moon, it's finger pointing. Yes. Yes. I love that. It's so, so, I it's, it's, I love that part. And I really yeah. did love this chapter. It is, right. it, key, it delivers the goods. It does. It does. And it, so this is, you know, the, it, and I, I'll, I said it last time, and I'll say it again. It, this is the, one of the chapters, it's well, all the chapters, but this chapter, in order to move on with this book, you have to understand it. Like, you have to understand this chapter. Because now it's 
this is the, the, the common denominator moving forward in this book. Every time we say the word ego, you know, we need to have a clear understanding of what the interpretation is based on his writings. Um, so, so yeah, so, you know, uh, for those of you listening or watching, just, you know, if you need to, you know, if you're, if you're not following along with the book and you're just listening to our podcast, awesome. If you are following along with the book, yeah, definitely. I challenge you to go back and it, maybe we sparked something up or there's something that maybe you didn't interpret a certain way or, you know, and I'd, and if you want to share your thoughts, just email us, you know, I'd love to, to know more. Yes, please do. Yes. Awesome. Well, George, this has been great. Another good one, Carlos. Another good one. Yes. Yes. Where can they find our podcast? Hey, you can find this podcast anywhere where you listen to podcasts. We are available on now on all streaming platforms. So type it, look Ooh. for Malaka Media, and there we are. But two clicks away. I love it. You can find us at com. Uh, our Instagram is at Milwaukee Media. I am Carlos.Escanilla on Instagram, as well as Carlos305Music. George? And I am George I. Sanchez on Instagram. All right. Well, thanks for following along with us on this journey. Very excited. Thank you. Um, and, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. See you next week, or maybe not. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we have every intention of doing it. But yeah, shit ha- yeah. life happens, and we're still in quarantine, phase one. Hey, back, back to phase one. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I think this is only, like, one of, like, the three times that we missed a week, so, in, in one year. And, by the way, is today the year? I think so. Is today, like, the year to the day? Dude, I don't. Hold on. Stand by. Stand by, stand by, stand by. Hold on. I can't believe we're, like realizing this here as we're recording well i mean when did we did we because did we upload when we recorded let me see the first day we recorded was july 20th all right so not quite it'll be next week so we're not there we're not at the year yet not at the yet it's all smart everybody put it away put it away put it away reset (laughs) reset everybody reset reset the balloons reset the confetti gun Save it for next week. Save it for next week. So, um, cool. Yeah, so you know we will not be doing for our year anniversary a live show because we don't do those anymore. But, hey, if you want to be on this podcast, send us an email, malakamedia.gmail.com. And we will have you on. Absolutely. So, all right, guys. Have a good week. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.